welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Christopher Robbins, husband, father of nine, founder of Familias, fly fisherman, and sometime musician living in the beautiful Central Valley of California. We are thrilled to introduce today's guest, Leah Day. Now, Leah Day lives on Peaks Island off the coast of Portland, Maine. She has worked as a clinical social worker for over 25 years, counseling individuals and families in a variety of settings, in parent support groups, on extended wilderness expeditions for youth at risk, and in private practice. Recently, she has chosen to switch careers, and in May of 2021, she opened Lighthouse Bikes. Now she works sharing her love of cycling with others. She finds it great fun to help others discover the world around them, as well as the world inside them through bicycling. She feels it is akin to some sort of freeform counseling and very much in line with her life's work. She and her husband are the parents of four children, and when she has free time, you can often find her hiking mountains, cross-country skiing, skating, or canoeing with some variation of this pack accompanied by their two dogs. At home, she spends her time maintaining a large vegetable garden, an orchard, and two hives of bees, and loves watching how they all interconnect. Lee has always believed that the outdoors and adventure, as well as connecting with others in the global community, can have life-altering effects on people. Her bicycle ride across the United States with her youngest son, Oakley, in 2019 validated this. In fact, it was so fun that she has become a bit of a bike tour addict, as now has bike, the Trans-America Bike Route, the Texas Hill Country Trail, sections of the Northern Tier Bike Route, and the Southern Tier Bike Route, as well as across South America. She has logged over 10,000 miles touring and feels this may be just at the beginning. She has written for Adventure Cycling Magazine, spoken on several podcasts, appeared on NPR's Marketplace, kept a running blog called Bike Mum with over 68,000 views, and written a book called Changing Gears, all focusing on the importance of adventure and challenge in times of transition and growth. I should mention that Changing Gears is published by Familius. Today, we're exploring the mother-teenage-son relationship. The information shared aligns with familiar habit of talk together and play together and learn together. You can learn more about the habit hub and Familias' 10 Habits of Happy Families by going to the Habit Hub blog on Familias.com. Now, Leah, thanks for joining us. That's quite a, a bio you, you had me read. <laughs> it's kind of long, huh? That's okay. You're you're an adventure. Let's start off. You you just finished uh, biking South America. Is that right? I did. Yeah, yeah. It was a wonderful adventure. This time I went alone, just because that's a another transition. I'm transitioning into having grown children. So I thought, yeah, let's use this adventure idea again. And and alone, your partner your husband doesn't like to do this with you, or you he just wasn't invited. No, well, see, one of us, well, he has to work in the winters. I take the winters off now since I'm in Maine. My bike store closes for two months. So I have this window of opportunity. He did meet me down there when I completed it. And we spent 10 days in Chile. Oh, that was really That's yeah. great. That's good. Well, let's let's focus on this. Now, you wrote a book called Changing Gears, which we published, which tells this story of, of your desire to connect with your son, Oakley. And you had this a crazy idea i think of doing it by biking across the united states and and so <laughs> let's just start there you know what was happening in your relationship with your son that made you want to do something different well oakley i mean every child's special so i can only tell you why i think oakley's special he's an ex- he was an exuberant kid he had boundless energy and he was always being a little bit naughty and a little bit mischievous 
But when you'd catch him doing these naughty, mischievous things, his eyes would like flash and be bright and he would kind of laugh at himself. And he just had this love of being alive. But as he became a teenager, his naughtiness went from whatever, tying a bag to the cat's tail, basically, to getting in real trouble and starting to not go to school all the time, skipping out on sport practice. And most importantly, I could see in his eyes, this, this light was dying a bit. He just, was, he just was starting to become lackluster. And it was really scary for me to think that all those like sparkly, mischievous behaviors could end him in a real bad place as a teenager. So I wanted to do something big to change that pattern. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sure many in our audience who are parents and had teenage children can connect with, we get worried and we wonder, you know, what can we do to help them? They start to, to have their own independence and sometimes it goes in the correct direction, we think, and sometimes maybe in the wrong direction. I've had nine kids and I've got, they have all, they're all either teenagers or grown and I've gone through it all. And it, it is a mystery to me as we, as we navigate this. But now with Oakley, why did you, why did you decide about what came in your head? I'll, I'll bike across America. This is what I'm going to do. Well, maybe we are sort of made for each other. And that I, it is something that I always wanted to do. And of my four children, he did just have this boundless energy. And I knew that if I did something short term, it wouldn't, it wouldn't stir up the pot as much as it needed to be stirred up. And I also, I felt like, so Oakley had had a lot of learning challenges throughout his younger years. And his confidence sort of had a lot of hard knocks because when you're constantly not quite meeting the standard, it's hard for you. So I wanted him to do something he could feel really, really proud of. I wanted him to be able to brag a little bit and say, I did this and I feel really good about it. And I didn't think a two week hike would be enough for that. Mm. No. So how long did it take you to get from here to there and where was here and where was there? So it took us almost three months, 84 days. We flew to Astoria, Oregon and then biked back to Maine. And my reasoning was that I wanted to start out there so that he couldn't just turn around and go home because I knew it was going to be hard. And I knew at least was, we were heading the right direction. <laughs> well, that, was, that was smart. And did someone give you that tip or did you just figure that out on your own? Figured that out. Because first, but in all seriousness, like if we had gotten to Vermont and gotten to the Green Mountains, I can see him being like, wait a minute, this is really difficult. Because no, you don't know how hard it's going to be until you're out there. Okay, well, it's hard to get teenagers to agree to anything. Yeah. So how did you get him to agree to do this with you? I think it was a couple things. I think one, he was in that golden moment right before he realized that he could say no, like really say no. So that helped. I also think that he knew he needed it. He because he was suffering and he did know that he was getting in more and more trouble. So I think for him it was he just he just knew he needed to really shake things up for himself. Yeah. And I think he was, he, he relished the opportunity to get out of school for three months and to see the world for three months and not just sort of wear the same pace to the school doors every day, which was becoming difficult for him. Well, now share, share some highlights of that trip. Share, where was it difficult? Where was it amazing? Where did you connect with Oakley? What special experiences did he have that he shared with you? Yeah. So we had, I mean, it's, I could talk about this all day. There are the big, the big glory experiences. And then there's just that small experiences. And I want to start a little bit with the small experiences that really cemented our relationship a bit. I think it was the day-to-day living together. And the fact that I really needed him, that seemed really, that really cemented our relationship. For an example, it was his job to set up a tent every single night. I cooked dinner and he'd set up a tent. 
And this wasn't, this was different than being at home when, you know, I asked someone to bring in the groceries, but they dawdled in the bathroom or whatever. And they, by the time they come out to help me, I don't really need their help anymore. Like he saw that I really needed him to set up that tent because I was exhausted at night. And then another thing that was just so cozy is that, you know, you have a lot of time in your tent at night, you bike all day and you're so tired. What are you going to do at night? Well, we would, we would read to each other. I would read to him for a while. And then we both had our own books. So we'd read together and then we'd read separately. And then the next day while we biked, we would tell each other the story of what we had read the night before in, in our independent books. So it sounds corny, but it's true that we are constantly telling stories to each other all day as we rode. So that really, those little things, I think, really cemented our relationship in a sweet way because there's, there's nothing else. There's just each other and the book and the experience and just being outdoors, not a lot of distractions. But as far as the big, the big moments, I think there were a couple times where I really did need Oakley on the route. And I think that changed our relationship in a pivotal way. Like there was a time that I became hypothermic and I was really, really cold. And we were in on a Blue Ridge Parkway in Virginia and I didn't know what to do. And he was just, he had just turned 16, but the look on his face when he realized he had to do something to help seriously. And he, and he just took charge and he helped, he led the way down to down the bridge to find somebody who would give us a ride down the mountain to get to warmth. It just changed everything. I, I stopped in that moment. I wasn't like his mother who was coming from the top down. I was a person who really needed his help. And the same went in the other direction too. When things got really hard for him, he definitely saw that I was there hundred percent. So you know, if he, you know, and he had blisters and I'd be bandaging his blisters and he's, he's a teenager, right? So he's becoming independent and that's kind of harder and harder to find in the home, but out there we really needed each other a lot. So hmm. I'm curious as to what types of books were you reading on the trail that you would share stories with each other? Well, we read, I'm going to, I remember we read winter people, which is about the native people of Maine. <laughs> And I mean, it was just a variety of, of different books. And I was also homeschooling him. So he had some books that were prescribed from his school. So his ninth grade reading list. But I, but I'd, I would be reading adult books for sure. But you can still share the story sure. in a way that, that he would find very interesting. And he'd get very wrapped up in the characters too. I was wondering if he was reading fat, what kind of genres that he was reading. Was it manga? Was it fantasy? Was it... Uh, no, I, I think it was... Mm, I don't know what the genre, what genre you would call it. I mean, certainly fiction, certainly kind of fantastical, just like l young adult novels is what I would call them. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's great. Is he still a reader? Is he an avid reader? He is a reader. He is. And again, that's one of the beauties of being out there for so long is there's nothing else to do. So a lot of teenagers do kind of wane from reading a little bit, but he went into it because it was the perfect activity when you're so tired, you can't move. <laughs> it's good. So do you have any advice for us as parents who might be struggling with our own teenagers of you know, what you learned about this experience with Oakley that you think might be applicable to us? Yeah, well, to all of us, I just, I feel like, I guess what I learned is as teenagers, they really need to be proud of themselves. And today there's just constant comparisons and social media makes it so intense, right? They can see a million people doing a million things and it's easy to for teenagers, I think to opt out and to just not, not get as engaged in things because somebody else is already doing it. So I just think as a parent, I mean, I'm certainly a fallible parent and I, my kids can tell you all the mistakes I've made, but I feel like 
finding the thing for your child that can make that they can feel good about and be proud of. That's that's one really good lesson that came out of it. And the other one is just giving them true responsibility, not made up responsibility, but something where like if they are responsible, it makes all the difference in the world because I think that helps their confidence so much because they feel important. Like I'm not just doing this because I'm her kid or their child. I need to do this. And, and so that gives me importance. Mm. That makes sense. It does. I think that's extending trust to them. And that's mm-hmm. like that experience you had all of a sudden he knew that he, that you needed him and he had to do something. I think that most often people will rise to the level of expectations that, that are set. And in that case, he set his own, which were important. Yeah. 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 That's really helpful. Well, so where's, where's your next adventure and is Oakley going to join you on any of these future adventures? He was, so when we finished that adventure, he promised me he'd go on an adventure once a year for five years, not like months long, but at least for a week or two. But I don't, I don't know. We'll go somewhere this winter for sure. But he is graduating high school this year, which is a huge accomplishment. We're in that graduation season right now. So he's doing great. And he's still really, he's, I mean, this was three years ago. He's still really, really proud of it and talks about it a lot as far as he does. He, he was able to navigate this world. And so now he's ready to kind of navigate adulthood. It's pretty cool to see him talk, to hear him talk about it. For the rest of his life, that he'll be able to reflect that he did something super, super difficult. And when things get hard in life, which they always do, he can reflect, he can do hard things, right? Yes. And that comes up in our relationship a lot. Like when we have our little squabbles or whatever, when I'm like, oh, you have to, you have to walk the dog or whatever. And he'll be just rainy. I'm like, oh, please. (laughs) Right. I think you can handle walking the dog in the rain. And he knows he can, you know, you know, you know, you have the strength and you to do all kinds of things. Well, good. Well, I'm so grateful that you could take time to join us today and share this part of this adventure for our audience. If you'd like to read the whole adventure, you can find Changing Gears wherever books are sold by Leah Day and published by Finless. Wonderful, wonderful book. Now, Fergus, where can they find you online if they're curious of learning more? Well, I do have a blog that I maintain. I write about big adventures and little adventures, often related to hmm, just people. So they're not just adventure stories. They're sort of uh, introspective how adventure affects me and people around me. So that's that's called bikemom.com. With a, it's mum. So it's B-I-K-E-M-U-M.com. Bikemom. And then I have a Facebook page. Hey, that's great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Finlice for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you chose a book from Finlice. One book at a time, we can make the world a happier place. 